So, Brian, you just rolled back in. Were you on vacation again? I was on vacation again, guys. Holy shit. I was camping. But, okay. but like, I think there's something wrong with my truck. So, that's because like, bear it's, with it's, me, guys. it's gas. It's gas. That's I mean, why. so that's, that's the thing. When I left, it said I had 561 miles. And then I towed a camper for four hours. And now it says I only have 281 miles when I fill up my gas tank. I think something's broken. Like, what is wrong with my truck? Wait, are you telling me that your gas truck doesn't get the same mileage towing a trailer than it doesn't? I mean, a trailer? I, I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, because I, I see all these posts on social media about EVs towing and their range decreases. I guess it must be because like, yeah, my Ram only gets like 12 when it's towing a trailer. So I only can get 280 miles out of a full tank instead of 500. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's an update or something broke. I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, love it. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EVUniverse is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Is Renee going to join us to tell us about what she thought of the podcast? I mean, if you want her to, I can get her. Kind of. It, we, I, it, I think it'd be worth it. Maybe, maybe we don't even put it out, but I, I mean, I, I want to just hear the conversation. I mean, I can get, I can get her. Hold on a second. I'm going to get her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it's our number one fan. Listen Hi. up, folks. It is Renee Callie. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. What's up? Well, uh-huh. we're we just wanted to hear your feedback because we've been calling you on the podcast, and now we're happy not only that you're listening, but that now you're on the podcast. Oh, there's so much pressure. <laughs> Our listener is going to be really disappointed if you mess this up. So, yes, if you are a true EV lover, this podcast is all for you. A lot of techie stuff in there. Lot. <laughs> So that is great, right? Yeah. You can learn sure. everything about it. So that is my takeaway from the podcast. Okay. Do you want to add anything? I mean, you drive the Kia EV6 more than your husband does. I mean, I think you kind of commandeered it. I did. I do like the EV6 a lot, a lot more than I thought I would. I thought this was just one of his little hobby things because we do a lot of that around here. But fortunately, this one has stuck. And uh, fortunately, I agree with this one. Um, It's a lot of fun to drive. I'm super glad we have it. And yeah, I have a big truck that I've always wanted. And I love that. And yet now I prefer to drive the Kia Kia EV6, surprisingly. Do you know they have a Kia EV9 that's coming out? I do not. We're going to be testing shortly, I believe. And I think you and Bryant should be the first ones to uh, get your hands on it. Okay. Sounds three good. Row, three row SUV. It's a big, big size. Okay. May replace the truck. I don't know. Well, well, why are we talking about the EV9 when what she really wants is the Hummer EV? That's true. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's not throw ourselves short. Yeah. Let's get it. Uh-huh. I know. If you could all work on Bryant with that one, that would be great. I mean, I'm, we've already given him the okay, but I mean... I think you, you might have a say in that too, potentially. So no, you know, you know what I got instead from him? 
Did What'd you hear you about this one? No. No. This is brand new information. We're excited. Oh, you just wait until you see a picture of this bad boy. <laughs> it is what? an EV. Yeah. Oh, you got it? Oh, it's not what you're thinking, I don't think. The glorified golf cart? The, the gum or GEM or whatever. It's not that. Oh. Oh. It is a golf cart. Okay. Electric. Yeah. That's nice, nice right? Just yep. wait till you see a picture of it. It's you know what? It's probably maize and blue and Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it pretty much does. Oh my god. So so guys, instead of a Hummer, I got that. Golf cart decked out mm. in maize and blue. All right. Renee, thank you for humoring us. Yes. And one, <laughs> listening to the podcast, and two, coming and talking with us. We appreciate it. Yes, you, you do yeah. a great job on the podcast. Lots of information for yes. people who want that information. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. You're welcome. I'm All right. See ya. I mean, <clears throat> I think that was helpful. Yeah. What um, went what? as well as it could have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No. Okay, so you, you send us a picture of this golf cart. I can't even. You have to have a picture of this thing. Of the golf cart. Yeah, I just no. bought it this weekend. Just got it this weekend. Oh no! You did, jeez. <laughs> god, I mean, electricity deserves better than this. Come on, yes. Just... What I mean, era got... is that Wolverine image from on the Fender? I know. Yeah, you didn't get to see the reaction. I mean, it's it's multiple eras. I'll put this up on our Instagram when we release the episode tomorrow. Yeah, you should. There, I mean, look at the, the rims on this it, thing. Yeah, is there a trash um, era? <laughs> is it? Oh my gosh. No, unfortunately not. It's got brand new batteries, too. I'm really excited to learn about golf carts now because I don't know anything about golf cart charging. So maybe yeah, we could well, do an episode on that. Yeah, I mean, really. I mean, I think that paint job is going to leave you like, you know, half your range. But <laughs> I mean, so as we're talking about stupid paint jobs, like this is an awesome segue. Mike, I'm seeing Cybertrucks dressed up as F-150s. Is it because <laughs> they're so freaking ugly they got to look like a Ford or what? Like, no, 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 no. So that was, uh, I mean, obviously they're not on the market yet, right? So that's a pre-production model or one of the first, you know, test mules or whatever it is. They're just trying to poke fun at the F-150, I'm sure. it's a It's a game. Right, so I I saw another I, one that popped up on social media today. That was a Toyota. Was it? But, I've not uh, seen yeah, that one. Yeah, no. the Cybertruck and the Toyota Tundra skin. Well, that's that's funny. There, um, I mean, I think the current count is there's o- over a hundred of them that are have been spotted. Um, you know, on transport trucks. My guess is they're going to be putting one in each showroom when they debut them mm. it's a little bit different than what they've done previously but yeah when's you're supposed to be delivered mike when you're one of you i three? don't know i'm not in the first uh the first batch i thought i might be but um according to the app i am not expecting delivery soon 2027 no now i gotta yeah. check see if there's any updates on the app to see if there's not okay Okay. Making me feel bad. So, uh, Tom and Mike, anything? So, I bought another EV. I got a golf cart. 
Uh, Mike or Tom, any, any updates on you? Tom, you did some tailgating, I think? Yep. Went and had a family gathering on uh, this weekend, and I was able to use my frunk for its intended purpose and fill it full of adult beverages and ice. So I used that as a cooler for the first time. That was kind of fun. That's awesome. Awesome. The picture looked good. How did you drain the water? Like, I'm curious about that. The Mach-E has a drain plug already built into the bottom of that storage container, so it just drips out as it melts. Yeah, the Rivian's got the same same type of thing. Um, I got hounded. I had what, seven people um, at Publix when I was picking up groceries the other day that were um, looking at my truck and had questions, so I spent... 25 minutes with these seven people going over the you know different aspects of it and um every single one of them loved the headlights tom just to let you know uh they really excited about that and uh yeah people are really nice to your face yeah well you know i mean some people have better taste than you as well so (laughs) i love it i love the banter and the headlights still hey it's uh I mean, the headlights aren't going away, that's for sure. Can't miss them. No. Nope. Have you guys seen the Barbie movie yet? Have not. I have not. Okay. So I saw it today, and I couldn't help but notice that GM must have paid an advertising spot to have their vehicles be on display throughout the movie. There was a Hummer EV. They kind of showed off the crab walk with it a little bit, and... The, the family that was highlighted in the movie spent most of their time driving in the new Blazer EV, which I'm like, oh, cool, that's the Blazer EV. And like, you know, just the classic product placement type, you know, advertisement. But the whole time, like they're doing a couple of chase scenes and things along those lines, and they're putting engine noises in the movie. No. Yeah. No. So like the car's Muckle. accelerating away from the curb and like... We hear the like the gas engine noise of a car accelerating away, and I'm like, "Come on, it's an it's electric car, guys. You can't at least can't put like those noises in." I mean, at least make it the like uh, you know electric motor noise, right? Like, right? But no, like, was, yeah. Like for a second, like I was like doing double takes to make sure I really was watching this Blazer EV, which I haven't seen in person, but it obviously makes sense to be in the movie. But yeah, oh, kind of funny, mm. interesting. Okay. I have to watch it. No, I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. So, it's it's worth watching. That's good. You're listening to the Plug In for More podcast. If you're looking for information on electric vehicles, electric vehicles components, or information on how to reduce your carbon footprint, look no further than evuniverse.com. evuniverse.com is your one-stop shop for all things related to electric vehicle. I will say that I've been watching Brian's social media and his text messages to us over the last week, and he just got back from Pebble Beach, and a bunch of cool cars there, not just EVs, but a lot of EVs got revealed. What what'd you see there, Brian, and what what stood out? Yeah, I apologize for the spamming text at three in the morning, but I was I just couldn't help myself. I was too, I was too excited. <laughs> so hopefully you guys put your phones on mute or not disturb because I was I was probably gonna wake you up. Well, I mean, you, you, all of your texts are already on mute for me. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just kidding. Uh, I don't expect. I mean, yours are the same, so it's all good. Yeah. Let's start with the one that we had 
uh, that I saw uh, that we had at our hotel. Um, and so I got to see it a lot, like every morning. And like, let's just put an asterisk. I think I'm pronouncing these things right, but some of these names are pretty crazy. So apologies if the names aren't correct. But the first one I want to start with is a Cadillac Celestique. Um, I believe I'm saying that right. Um, that is a production car, so it's not a concept car. Um, I don't believe they announced how many they're going to make. It's probably in the low, you know, very low production, maybe less than a thousand. Um, the sticker on this car is about three hundred thousand. Um, it's unclear. They didn't say when when they had it out. You know what the range was, the charging, or anything like that. So it's unclear exactly um, any of the actual stats on the vehicle. But I got to sit in it. Um, I got to see it at the hotel driving. Um, it looks pretty sweet, and it is. Google a picture of it if you if you uh, get a chance. We'll maybe put it out on our Instagram. But the Cadillac uh, Celestique, it is super long. The back end is exaggerated long. The taillights are at least, I'd say, two to three feet long mm -hmm. along the uh, pillars. And Mike, I think it's longer than your Rivian, but this is a four-door sedan. This is not a pickup truck. Think about a, a four-door sedan, the biggest Cadillac maybe they've ever made. I mean, the 1959, 1960 Cadillacs were pretty big, but this thing is huge. So I really enjoyed it. I loved sitting in it. Um, it's super tech. Uh, the cabin kind of wraps around you. Very comfortable. Obviously, you got leg room, you know, for days with how much uh, this this space inside of it is, and it looks sharp. I like the front. It looks like a Cadillac from the front. Um, the back, I don't know. It looks like a space space rocket. So that was that was the first one I got to see right when I kind of landed. And there was, like I said, six of them at our hotel. It's pretty sweet. Um, but Mike, Tom, I know you guys have had a chance to maybe Google and take a look. What are your reactions? Well, I mean, it's it's eighteen feet long. Which yes. is, um, it's it's larger than an Escalade. Uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing the pictures of it, and I mean, you can just tell it looks um, not like a nor normal vehicle, uh, not from the only design aspect, but just from the sheer size of this thing. I mean, it is insane how big it is. Um, and some of the this other stats, I mean, they're saying it's like almost seven feet wide, which doesn't even make sense. Maybe it is seven feet wide um anyways yeah this thing is huge um so i don't know where people are really going to drive this thing maybe maybe it's just you know it's a, like driving a limo um but 600 horsepower zero to 16 3.8 seconds 300 miles of range um that's what the general specs are but yeah i mean it's a uh, um it's what 212 inches long i mean so if we look up the rivian um which think um let's see i don't know what off the top of my head i should know this but you're comparing uh, to, a full-size sedan to a mini truck i don't know why we're even bothering that's not a mini truck <laughs> shush uh it's uh, 217 inches so yeah it's longer than the than the rivian truck weird yeah massive i mean it was a showstopper because one morning i sent mike and tom a, a, a picture of the valet and it had I mean, I'm not exaggerating. There's probably like 10 or 11 McLarens at the valet and then these things. Um, and these stuck out. And we're talking about like there was a McLaren P1. And I don't want to geek out on McLaren P1, but that's over a million dollar car. And I wasn't looking at the McLaren P1. I was looking at these Cadillacs because they, like, they, you've never seen something this big before in a sedan. It's so massive. It's crazy. I think it's sharp. And I love how the taillights from the side profile kind of have like that inverse look of the 59 that you referred to. Like it kind of has the same sort of 
flair that it's going for, but obviously a more modern take. Um, well, well, moving on, unless Tom, you have another comment to make. No, I was going to segue into the Lamborghini. Yeah. So I tried to crash this unveiling. It didn't work, but I get to see it. <laughs> uh, I really tried my best to get into this unveiling. But as we talked about, I think in our last podcast, you cannot buy a gas-powered Lamborghini anymore. They're all sold out for the rest of the production run. Hmm. So the opportunity is a hybrid. And then they unveil this EV concept. Um, I think it's pronounced Lanzador. And I think it is sweet. I really, really thought it was awesome seeing it in person. Again, it's a concept car. I don't think they've, you know, actually announced any production or any stats. But um, it reminds me, I think, a lot of the current, you know, Lamborghini SUV that's out. So I wouldn't be surprised if this, actually, this production version of this vehicle of the Lanzador is actually very similar to this concept car. Um, I think it looks very, very much like the current Lamborghini kind of like profile of its SUV. And I thought they did an awesome job. So I could see this car actually going to production very soon. But uh, what are you guys' reactions? I mean, I'm just happy to see, especially, I mean, Lamborghini is known for their, um, you know, V12s and the, you know, just gas guzzling and um, eight miles to the gallon type of vehicle. So seeing them move to EV quickly, um, I think is just a testament to the performance of them. Um, and I'm glad to see it there. They're moving ahead, uh, faster than a couple of OEMs, um, you know, some of the more mainstream manufacturers. So I think it's it's super cool looking. Uh, can't wait to actually see one in person. And looking at it here, maybe they're projecting 2028 for production. So that could be pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever see a Lamborghini in my future, but I think they're it's, it's cool tech nonetheless. Yep. Yeah, they did a good job. I was impressed. And and to your point, Mike, I think the biggest difference this year to Pebble Beach than last year was last year there was Polestar, Fisker Ocean, um, all that's all like these kind of like newer startup, um, you know, Faraday, which I did. I'll talk about that in a sec too. Um, you know, Faraday Future, all these like different types of cars were there this year. That was all gone mostly, and it was more you know Cadillac. It was more like we're talking about, you know, Lamborghini. Um, some of the traditional OEMs kind of dominated with some EV concepts. Obviously, there's a few others we'll talk about in a minute that kind of came out of the out of the woodwork. But this year is drastically different. I think the, you know, the kind of front runners from years past, Lucid, Polestar, like, I'm not saying they weren't there. They probably were. There's too much to see. I was there for almost a week and I still didn't get to see half the things. But I did not see them as much as they were last year. They were not front and center, like, Ford had, you know, Ford had a nice display. It's not an EV, but they unveiled the new Ford Mustang GTD. Don't have to talk about it, but it's a three hundred thousand dollar Mustang. Like it was just a lot of the older OEM manufacturers kind of were dominating this year. Part of the cool thing about Pebble Beach and that whole car event, Monterey Car Week, is just the cars you see on the road. So, uh, last non-EV reference, but the world's most valuable vehicle, without a question, is well, you could probably argue, but my opinion, the Ferrari GTO. There's only less than seven made, maybe six. There's only a few in the US. Uh, there was one just driving around, just, you know, I snapped a picture of it driving around, just no big deal, driving a $70, $80 million car on the side, side of the road parallel parked. Um, but that was one I did see on the side of the road parallel parked was the Lotus E-Leader or E-Latre. I don't know how you Le say it. Electre? <laughs> Electre? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's Electre. I think we, this is. We've done this before. 
Yeah, we've done this. We, we, yeah, we played this game before, and uh, I think Electra is where we landed. I think, maybe. I like E-Leader, but E-Leader? you know what can I say? Yeah, I think <laughs> we need to go back to English class, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was this was an actual. So last we talked about this last year. This car is or not last year about a previous podcast we talked about this one so i got to actually see it on the on the side of the road i was actually really impressed it's about the size of a fisker ocean and a fisker ocean i would say is about the size of a mid-size you know ford escape um you know mazda you know cx30 if you want to call it that so like a smaller suv but this this thing actually caught my eye from across the road so i, I went over I, I filmed it check out our social media there's some there's some videos out there of it but they um they were talking about the vehicle and it's got 905 horsepower, which is pretty impressive. Um, it do, I don't believe it talked about the range being more than 300. So I think it's, you know, but for 905 horsepower, and I got to see the the R version, which is the more sporty version, but 300 miles, um, about a hundred thousand. It's obviously, you know, expensive for a small SUV, but for that much power and that much range and the looking uh, looks of it, I really thought it was awesome. I think Lotus might, kill it in this segment yeah to me like i don't think i mean there's going to be obviously some overlap with the, like the tesla model y right and the ford Mach-E, but this is the upper level more expensive more luxury version so that to me this would go more head-to-head against like the porsche um micon or i make and i can never pronounce that right either um they're when they make that for an ev and i think that's coming out you know sometime in the you know near term as well um to me this thing looks looks really sweet even yellow the i mean the video the one that you saw take the video of it i mean i'm not a fan of yellow cars but i think it it was a good yellow um and it really stands out it's a cool looking car you know looking at it right now i i'm kind of indifferent towards it like i think that the specs are impressive and just to fact checked a little bit the estimated starting price on that is 115 the type r you're looking at is estimated up around 155 okay there you go so it's uh a little bit spendier but i mean you're, you're talking on a lot of performance in that car and i would assume the fit and finish to go along with it that makes it worth that price so there's gonna be people that are gonna be discerning enough they're gonna want to spend that extra extra money to get that car like i think it's worth it are, are we done geeking out on the lotus because i want to geek out on this next one yeah. this was by far away the show stealer now are you going to be able to pronounce this no <laughs> really i heard excited. it four different ways over the weekend okay. um we'll give it a shot pin in farina uh they had three cars there and the first one i think was the coolest well no actually i liked all of them for different reasons but the pura vision design this one looks like a futuristic car you'd see from, you know, you you, see, you watch a movie where all the cars are flying and this car <laughs> is one like that. It's it's cool. It's an, it's like an SUV. It's up high, um, but it looks like a greenhouse on wheels. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's really cool. The doors like fit into the body. There's no there's no like seams. It's just very it's like a greenhouse. Um, EV and wheels. It's it's really cool though. It's like it looks like it's floating in air. I don't know how to describe it. You just have to look at it. Um, I couldn't see inside of it, but it was on display and I really liked it. I, I think it just shows like the EV's uh, boundless design because you don't have to have you know an engine transmission like traditional cars. You can do anything you want. And this is like I think sort of the 
blowing the lid off the design of, of future EVs. Um, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the greenhouse effect is is super cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I just I want to I want to drive it. To me, it looks um, overly concept ish. I mean, hopefully it can. Hopefully they make this into a production car, but it's um, the styling is it, it's fantastic. But it's it almost seems like it's probably missing some safety requirements and stuff like that. Um, I mean, for example, you've got uh, where are even the seat belts? You can't even see them in there. No, I guess they they do retract almost into the completely um, into the the. Like in the rear seat, you can hardly even look like to find them, um, which is neat. But yeah, this is like the the door when it opens up, like you can open up the window section. It goes up almost like a, a DeLorean or a Model X, but then the bottom part of the door doesn't open up. Or I mean, it does, but it opens up separately. It's really cool. I mean, I just like, I know it's a concept, but I like it. It's cool. Yeah. Oh it's my gosh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Then the next one by the same manufacturer, and I know how to say this. It's I always see people say Barchetta, but it's Barchetta. Um, the Pinafarina Barchetta B95 EV. Now, they're only talking about maybe 10 of these ever being made. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> the price. But when you talk about only 10 being made, they're talking 4.7, 4.8 million, $5 million, basically. Um, so you're not going to see it, you know, anytime soon on the street, but I think this is going to try to beat the Tesla from the world's fastest zero to 60 times. They're talking about beating it, you know, 1.9, 1.8, 1.7, all in that, like, you know, the Tesla kind of has that crown right now, but for $5 million, it better beat this stupid Tesla in zero to 60, right? Like, come on. So, (laughs) yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now you've got the Rimac, which I think is you know technically the the winner there but my yeah i mean this thing is uh uh reminds me of the ferrari was sp5 yeah and there's a mclaren i think it's mclaren there's it doesn't have a windshield guys it's one of these like no windshield cars which is pretty now it's actually kind of common now (laughs) some of these five million dollar cars but it's a couple years ago it was a big deal not to have a windshield um it's funny seeing these cars drive around because it's the guys that are driving them are like in the morning it's like misting at pebble beach right and it's like they're covered in they're covered in water <laughs> they're pulled up a five million dollar car and they're like soaked it's like yeah. kind of comical but what can you say i mean i i would i would take a you know face full of water drive this thing um and the last one i didn't get to see a picture of this one or sorry not have a picture i didn't get to see uh, this in person um but same same uh, manufacturer, and it's called the Batista Edizone Nino Perf- Nino Farina. They're only going to make five of these. Um, and like I said, I get to see it in person, so I don't want to really comment. There's, I think there's pictures. I don't know if you guys are finding pictures. Yeah. But uh, only five. So we're t- we're talking about now we're in the, in the stratosphere of you know only the top one percent can afford these type of vehicles. But at at Pebble Beach, that's why I think more and more of these vehicles are coming to Pebble Beach because as my opinion, as the like Detroit Auto Show, New York Auto Show, LA Auto Show kind of tones down. It's not like it used to be when we were growing up 20 years ago, even where it's like all these cool cars being unveiled at the auto shows. All the cool cars are now being unveiled like at Pebble Beach. Um, not to say there's no unveiling at any auto shows. That's not my point. But 
now it seems like these manufacturers are starting to unveil these really cool concept cars and really cool higher end cars at, at events like Pebble Beach because that's where all the automotive enthusiasts are. Um, but normal guys like you and I are never going to probably own one of these cars. So, but it's cool to see and look at. And then last year was a ton of Mercedes uh, stuff at Pebble, at Pebble Beach. Um, this year I didn't really spend a ton of time. Mercedes had a massive, massive spread, but I did get to see. Um, I'm escaping the name of it. I think it's Mercedes. Vision 111. Um, it's kind of the last one that I saw in person. And that yeah, was kind of like, just like these other ones we're talking about, it was pretty far out there. Um, but Mercedes, I thought this year had an awesome display of all the current EVs you can buy or the ones coming out in the next year. And same with Porsche. You could take all these EVs for drives. You could look at them. You could sit in them. So they were really much more focused on, rather than like, I think they had three or four concept cars last year, you could actually sit and drive these cars and check them out. Um, and so Porsche had this, Mercedes had this. I thought it was really cool uh, for them to actually, you know, put people's you know hands on the wheel and get them out driving. That was that was a highlight for me of what I saw from Mercedes and Porsche, rather than you know, all these concept cars like we're talking about right now. So, um, and then I I don't want to forget because I finally got to sit in a, a Faraday Future. Mm. And I kind of dissed that in the last year's podcast, like a $300,000 EV6. <laughs> Let me tell you, sitting in it, <laughs> it's not an EV6. I mean, this thing is plush. Yeah. It is pimp. It is nice. I, I will say, like, my favorite part, this sounds kind of, it's probably not the only EV, but there's a massive screen for the passenger. And the passenger can kind of just watch Netflix mm. and just, like, zone out from the driver. But it's, they did it a nice way where the screen for the driver kind of, like, kind of, like, you know, most EVs, but it kind of like curls around. I shouldn't say most EVs, but a lot of like EVs curls around the driver. So you're not distracted. Cause I was, I was like, man, like if I, if my wife is watching Netflix and I'm driving, especially on autopilot, I could be distracted to go watch that Netflix, but they do a good job of tucking the screen behind mm. the passenger side, kind of like in the driver's side console wraps around. Um, a lot of cars like this now, it's not like super crazy, but even the rear view mirror was a camera. It's a real camera. The mirrors were cameras. So there's actually no like mirrors, quote unquote, in this car. It's all cameras projecting videos up onto the surfaces. Um, and then it really, really reminds me of like the Lincoln Town car at the heyday when that was like the plushest, coolest interior you could get. That's what these, that's what this thing, and then the suicide doors. Nice. Um, so anyway, I was, I was taken aback of how actually much, imp how impressed I was, but same thing, $300,000 price tag. I don't know if I'd buy it for three hundred grand, but right. um, yeah. that's my it's my I'll take that back from bashing the Faraday future from our last <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so here's my teaser for a future podcast because when I read this article, I almost threw my iPad across the room. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure people have seen this. <laughs> like this this guy from Canada buys a Ford F one fifty Lightning and he tries to drive it to Chicago. And he can't drive it to Chicago, so he like rents a Toyota Tundra. And the and the article was like EVs are worthless. This guy came and drives his, his F one fifty Lightning to Chicago. There's just so many things wrong with this article that we're gonna do a podcast on it. But what really makes me upset is it also came out at a very similar time when Ford CEO took a road trip in an F one fifty Lightning and talked about the charging infrastructure not being super adequate. And I do agree with what he's saying. Like the charging infrastructure can get better. 
It's not like the, I'm not saying the charging infrastructure is the best, but it's not, you have to go rent a stupid Toyota to get to Chicago from Canada. Like I'm just so frustrated by this. Cause I go to Chicago at least once a month from Northern Michigan, which is basically Canada. And I can get there every single time. <laughs> so that's my rant for a future podcast episode. Okay. What do you What do you guys want to tease? Well, so we've got two uh, former Tesla employees. So we've got two different uh, folks who are going to be on. One was from the early days of Tesla. And so we can talk about... Um, is that better now? No, oh, you're just screaming into the microphone. Oh, well, why don't you say that? I'm well, screaming into the microphone. That's why I, I was trying to... Do something you, were just, didn't... you were just moving the you were just moving the microphone back and forth. I thought you were gonna tell me to dance with it or something. I didn't know. All right, so back into what the original thing is. Um, so we have two different former Tesla employees that are going to be joining our podcast. One is from the early days of Tesla and his days with the Roadster and the early Model S, and we can talk about some of the early stories back then. And then another one oversaw um, a good chunk of the supercharging network and the installations along with that. So I think we've got some really good conversations coming up. So if you've got questions on um, you know, superchargers or just Tesla, again, the early days, uh, please send us any questions you may have. We'll be sure to get those asked to those folks. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, guys. It was good chatting with you. And we'll do it again soon. Likewise. Good. good to see you guys. I don't have any vacations planned for a minute. so I like... don't believe you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Plug In for More. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out the one-stop EV marketplace, EVUniverse.com. Until next time.